Welcome back to the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. I'm Lizzie, and I am eight and a half years old. And I'm Hannah, and I'm holding a stalk of garlic. And this week, we watched Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. We did! Which is a confusing name. Yes. I kept wanting to be like, I think I texted you, and I was like, are we watching My Mom is on a Date with a Vampire? Like, it's just a long title. And I kept getting it confused with the show. <gasps> yes. Um, Babysitter's a vampire. vampire. Yeah. Which I've never seen. And then I also kept getting it confused with my date with the president's daughter. Oh, is that a decom? It's yeah. not a decom, and I really wish it was. So maybe one day we can watch it. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm putting out a disclaimer here. We've already had a couple technical issues with the recording of this episode and it does not appear as though it's going to get any easier because hannah is once again frozen in time and space no i connected to a different wi-fi network yes um but i don't know i liked this movie quite a bit yeah i thought i had never seen it before and then when i started watching it and i realized i watched it actually for the first time a year ago uh with my friends on halloween that's really fun yeah it was really fun so i have seen this before um but i was like oh i've never seen this and then i lied to myself um i enjoyed i had seen this before also maggie had not seen this before and she watched it with us and also um we had our friend maddie who was formerly a guest as a friend on the pod is uh visiting for a few days she's not going to be a guest with us on today's recording though she did give me some written notes um but she was with us for our high school musical episode she watched it with us as well and it was very fun my mom was sitting in the next room and she was like i can't believe how much you guys were laughing (laughs) i enjoyed this so much more than i was anticipating especially as we all know my conundrum with our last episode um with girl versus monster which i would like to say I did go back and rewatch most of Girl vs. Monster. Did you? At like waking hours. Um, and I really liked it this time. <laughs> yeah, you were so mad last time. You was were so... in a foul mood. We were both exhausted and hungry. And you know what? I think part of it is I had such high expectations for that movie oh. because it had Luke Benward in it, who we loved. Mm-hmm. And I thought in my brain I was like this is gonna be an early iteration of zombies like this is what that's gonna be oh it's not I thought it was gonna be like she falls in love with a monster no like and it was not and so I was peeved because that's what I wanted and I was denied that however now I can confidently say I was a little harsh I won't be like a two or something terrible I won't be refreshing my rankings just yet since we're going to do an overhaul of our rankings um, in a little bit. However, I'd like to amend a few of my statements and say that it was not the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, It was better than Halloween 2, obviously. I I never said it wasn't. Um, But, you know, I was a little harsh. Yeah. I was a little harsh. I don't blame you. The circumstances were um, less than ideal. Well, some of it was bad. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> not great. 
No, but it's there's... not the worst. No, no. And you know what? Luke Benward is a cutie patootie, so what can I say? I love him. Um, That is out now, so uh, by it's the time not. this is up, you know, thanks for listening. Keep listening. I started listening to it, and it's very fun. Um, We had a grand old reunion, and now we're sadly apart again. Just for the time being. Yeah, it's temporary. It's it's temporary, yes. Um, I would like to say we are very, very um grateful for the fact that our analytics have really been popping off. People were so excited about the maps that Hannah posted of <sighs> where our audience is from. People were so thrilled about that. I would also like to say at this point, because Hannah did say some very upset things about people not watching Camp Rock 2, listening to Camp Rock. <laughs> a couple more people have listened. Yeah, like six more people listened. So that's good. Um, I don't know why y'all are hating on Camp Rock. Our whole series like, are our least listened to episodes. Yes. Um, I would also like to say very hilariously, because... I can say this because we all know that she's very busy doing incredibly cool grad school things. Our friend Lauren. Um, so we put out Camp Rock at the beginning of the month and the end of September, beginning of October. And um, Lauren did text me about two days ago and go, have you guys done a Camp Rock episode? Girl. <laughs> and I said, yeah, just a couple weeks ago, we did both of them. And she said, Oh darn! I know someone who would have been a good guest for that. So that's all right. Oh, hold on, I'm um, getting a call from a car dealership. I gotta decline. Anyway, um, anyway why are they calling? You? Because I skipped an appointment because I bought a car at the first place they went to. Oh, okay. And they work on commission, so they're like, "Come back." Oh well, whoops! Not buying two cars this week. Thank you. No. So yeah, I did buy a car. Um, I love uh the people that reached out to me and were like, "You totaled your car," because that was how I announced it was through the pod. Yeah, and they posted (laughs) about it on the pod Instagram, and I had like family reach out to me and be like, "What?" And I was like, "Listen to the episode to learn the story." (laughs) I straight up did that to my cousin. That's hilarious. I love that. Um, is that your cousin who sent the really beautiful video on my behalf? Yes, it was that cousin. I would just like to say that's my new favorite member of your family. Oh, she's my favorite too, Sydney. Shout out, Sydney. <laughs> Actually, you know, that's not entirely true because um, your mom has told you how funny I am multiple times. So yeah, my mom loves you. Oh my God, stop. I'm and also, blush. my mom has your phone number from, like, three years ago, from oh, when yeah. you saved me, and called AAA on my behalf when I left my phone and keys in my car. <laughs> it was faded. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about this movie, shall we? Yes, we should. Um, like we were saying, uh, we really liked this movie. I was, like, dreading it a little bit going in, and then when I remembered I had seen it before and enjoyed it, I was like, ooh, yeehaw. Yeah, it's a good Halloween one. It's an old one. It's from 2000. I was wondering. I didn't look up specifically what year. I knew it was, like, an older one, but at one point he says, the main character, he goes, this is the 21st century. Yeah. And I was like, oh, is it? 
Yeah, it's 2000, um, which is interesting because I want to talk about what that means in terms of, like, vampire things. Oh, amazing. But, so I think it's my turn to do the summary. Oh, okay, awesome. Let me, oh, yes, because I did go last week because you hated the movie. Um, yeah. Before we do that, do you remember what the main character's name was? No, I don't. It's like Aaron or Adam. It's Adam, right? Adam. Adam Hansen. There you go. Adam Hansen. Uh, he is giving Kevin McAllister core. That's what our collective friend Maddie said. She said it's giving discount Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Honestly, not discount because Macaulay Culkin kind of fell off. Well, and the girl who plays this to her sister was she was like it's giving discount jan from the brady bunch Ooh, t and she was kind of right okay let me but do anyway. a little timer a little countdown i almost give you one hour that would be weird um yeah on your mark get set go so the movie follows a 13-year-old boy whose name is Adam, and he is really obsessed with vampire movies, like old-school vampire movies. He is reading this newspaper article about this famous vampire hunter, um, and he really wants to go to this like concert, but he gets grounded. So he comes up with this idea to set up his mom on a date using like the personal ads in this magazine and accidentally, unknowingly sets her up on a date with a vampire. And so the whole kind of premise of the movie is that him and his older sister, who was also supposed to be grounded, are trying to save their mom from this vampire where they're in their little brother, who's like eight, is working with this famous vampire hunter who he calls from give the number in the magazine um, so that they can help save their mom. And at the end, you know, they do. And it's the whole premise is that like true love is the only thing that can save their mom from the vampire's trance. And it's her love for her kids. And then she ends up with the vampire hunter. T. If this movie was made now, would they have made like a hinge profile for their mom? I don't know. Do kids like get grounded anymore? Um... My sister has. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. I've never been grounded, so. Me neither, but Lizzie, we're both older sisters. We're also the most boring people imaginable, so that could be part that of it. That is true. You're welcome to the adults yeah. in our lives. I, speaking of older sisters, oh, uh, well, I have to do the Disney Plus summary, but I loved the older sister. She was so snarky and it made me happy. Let me pull up. She was so snarky, but I did have, this was not accurate older sister representation for some of it. No, it wasn't. There's one particular line that I was like, um, absolutely not. It would never happen. Ooh, T, I can't wait to get to it. According to Disney Plus, the Hanson kids are in a jam. Adam and his best friend Duffy have gotten their hands on some tickets for a concert and his sister Chelsea has a date with her dreamy boyfriend. The only problem is, they're both grounded. Chelsea and Adam will do whatever it takes to get their mom out of the house, even if it includes a chance meeting with a very mysterious man. Everything seems to go according to plan, until their little brother realizes that the stranger might be a vampire. He also might be Mr. Sheffield. What is that? Mr. Sheffield from The Nanny. 
I haven't watched The Nanny. Oh my god, that's right! <laughs> I know, you keep asking me to, and I keep not doing oh it. Oh my god. Okay, so, yeah, let's just jump right into it. The cast of this Wait. is very... What? Well, is that the main... The, the vampire, is he from The Nanny? Because I wrote down, Dimitri is Charles Shaughnessy of victorious fame. <laughs> I don't know about... I don't know about that. But, so, he was... Most famously, he plays Mr. Sheffield, the dad, throughout the entire course of The Nanny. All, like, 18,000 seasons of it. He's Fran Drescher's love interest. That's so funny. That is probably a better claim to fame than, like, the two Victorious episodes he was in. He was the the Simon Cowell figure in Victorious. Yes! The reason that he was in that role is because in The Nanny... He plays Mr. Sheffield, a famous Broadway producer. Oh, T. <laughs> the mom in this, yeah, is the is one of the aunts from the from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I noticed that, but also she's the mom from Phineas and Ferb. If you listen to her voice, you can tell. Oh my God! You've just blown my mind. Um, and a fun piece of tea, the two of them were in Sabrina the Teenage Witch together in an episode of season five, they went on a date. Yes. And I'm wondering if that coincided with this movie. I wonder. No, Sabrina had to be earlier. Right? I don't know. Um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't really matter, I guess. <laughs> so that and, was exciting. Also yeah. exciting, the vampire hunter, whose name is Malachi Van Helsing. Ooh, who is he? There's a lot of there's a lot of fun vampire vampire media trivia in this. Is Lizzie McGuire's dad. Ooh! I wouldn't have noticed that. We were so young when we watched Lizzie McGuire. And there was two other little casting things. Um, mm-hmm. So the kid Adam has this friend who he's getting the concert tickets from. His name is Duffy. And he is mm-hmm. kind of a douche. Um, as much of a douche as someone can be when they're 13. Which is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Um yeah, so his name of the thing is Duffy. I forgot to write down the actor's name. I couldn't figure out, and, but he's like a child actor in this. The guy's yeah. face looks so familiar. I couldn't figure out what it was. Jake Epstein. Yes. So, he played the, like, techie, like, oh. FBI analyst guy in Designated Survivor with Kiefer and Sutherland, which... He uh, starred in... Spider-Man on Broadway. You're joking. I'm not joking. I wonder if he's one of the ones that, like, broke their back. Hold on. I have to tell you why that's so crazy. Okay. Because his acting, there were a couple things, like, the acting between him and the main character, Adam, I was like, if these guys' career trajectories had gone slightly differently, like, I totally could have seen them, like, playing a Peter Parker. Oh, yeah. Well, and he did. Uh, 
and he did. That's insane. Wow. That's um, so interesting. Uh, the only other casting note I had was I had the note I was most excited about. So there's a point in which Adam and Chelsea have to what? I wonder if we're talking about the same thing. But keep going. Oh well, I, it was a failed casting note. Basically, I thought I recognized someone and I didn't. Um, oh. I the kids are have to go to the manor where the vampire lives to like steal his coffin so he can't abduct their mother forever. He already yeah. abducted her, but like he can't like steal her soul. And so they get a cab, and the cab driver says something to them, and I said, oh, "I know that voice," and my little brain clocked it and said. That voice is the parrot in Barbie in the Twelve Dancing Princesses. So I did a little scouring of the internet, and I was wrong. It's not the same actor, but they have the same voice. Oh, that's disappointing. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I I literally wrote, her voice is the taxi driver. And then I wrote, okay, he isn't him, but he sounds exactly like the bird from Twelve Dancing Princesses. Oh, man. Anyway, what was your note, since mine was a... My last casting note was super, super random, but is on theme for a running plotline of our podcast over the last few weeks. So there is a part kind of in the latter half of the film where they are trying to rescue their mom from this date and the date has progressed and they're at this like dance club, but it's all like rockabilly music. Yeah. And there's also, like, a subplot of the mom used to be a singer, like, yeah, professional. Yeah, is this the Elvis movie? <laughs> and so then she gets to sing whatever. And there's a bodyguard. Like, there's, like, a security person, like, a bouncer at this yeah. club who, like, stops the kid and was like, hey, you can't be here. And he's like, that's my mom. And they're like, oh, my God, your mom is Lynette Hansen? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, that's great. You still can't be here. And I was like, I know that face. I know that person. He plays the original football coach, Ken Tanaka, in Glee. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I recognize that. He also also plays, and I did not know these were this, this was the same person, Attila the Hun in Night at the Museum. (gasps) I love Night at the Museum. It is Attila. So good. And we quote that movie in my house a lot, particularly when he goes, what he when he's talking about magic, magic, so so, yeah. Especially when there's something that we like do incorrectly, and we're like, oh, I don't know how I did that. We go, oh, magic. <laughs> so that's so funny. Um, big cast notes. Yeah, that was, it's, it's apparently it's a star-studded cast. I, you know, I don't know anything, so I was like, ooh, they're from Victoria's and Finney's and Ferb. And Barbie. Well, I didn't know that she was the voice of the mom from Finney's and Ferb. Thank you for telling me. No problem. Um, I don't know, where, where do you want to hop in? <sighs> well, I guess we should say it starts with sort of a montage, a clip from a fake old vampire movie like black and white vampire movie that adam is watching on his couch it's the revenge of count krelsky and it is very interesting to me because i had a moment where i my first thought was 
this 13-year-old boy is sitting around watching a vampire movie. And then I said, okay, let's not stereotype. But then I realized this came out in 2000, which is like a full decade before Twilight. Yeah. And Twilight is what gave vampires the kind of like cultural connotations that it has now mm-hmm. of being like kind of weird and romancy and like not being like scary. a scary like horror monster. Yeah, something that you want to date instead of stabbing in yeah. the chest. We think of well, this is like I want to also recognize that this is a ridiculous thing to be talking about but like the way that I think I don't want to say that this is how it is everywhere but I think particularly in like American media because of Twilight vampires now as characters are treated similarly to almost like an anti-hero like superhero yeah or like a lovable like super villain because we think that's just like a human with a power, not yeah. it's not like creature from the black lagoon or Monster, like yeah. So I just think it's interesting the kind of like twilightification of it all, and how like in two thousand, obviously like paranormal romance was a big thing in publishing and things like that. But can that be the prob- title of this? The twilightification of it all. Yeah, it can. Actually, but you know what? I'm gonna catch myself because I'm realizing Interview with a Vampire, the Anne Rice books, that was a big thing. There's also, I don't remember the other one, there's another huge vampire series that was very popular at this time. But Twilight is what, like, really put it in the mainstream of, like, young people. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's when, like, vampires, who knew? No, I totally agree. Um, and because Twilight is such is so different from other vampire media, where it's like the whole goal. I mean, like, no one's really trying to kill the vampires except for like the other vampires. Like, there's no like. Yeah. I'm literally thinking in Twilight, Bella and Edward go to an Italian restaurant on a date. Yeah, there would be garlic everywhere. Everywhere. He can be up during the day. No one's trying to stake him in the heart with a. Wooden stake or silver nails. I have never read Twilight. I have watched the films. And that is something that I clocked. I was like, her dad is a police officer. Like, I guess he finds out at the end of it that he's a vampire, right? I don't even know if he finds out. I don't know. I've never seen the last movie. Well, then never mind. I don't know. I don't know. This is all just the Twilightification of it all. Mm-hmm. I stand by that. Um, there are some amazing quotes in this movie. Do you want to talk about some oh of them? Oh my gosh. Yes, please. The first one I wrote down, uh, which I was going to talk about earlier and I stopped myself, was how much uh, the, the older sister has some funny moments. Mm-hmm. Like He's like, oh, what are you watching? It's the Revenge of Count Krelsky. And she goes, no, it's the Revenge of Chelsea Hansen. And then she turns off the TV. Yeah. Some good one-liners. These young slash child actors, I will say, had really fantastic comedic timing in this. Mm-hmm. Like, 
the acting of this, the performance of this was really, really well done, all things considered. It was. There were a few moments where I was like, your delivery on this is weird, like, particularly towards the end. I couldn't tell if Adam was scared or, like, I was like, is he, like, under the spell? Like, he seems really excited. But he was just scared. I don't know. One of my, the very first one I wrote down is, um, he, this is, it just feels like such, like, a true to form, like, little brother thing to do, the way he says things. And he just went, uh, hello, the Harvest Festival. Like, duh. And it made me, it made me chuckle. And another one after that is after he gets grounded, he is, like, trying to negotiate with his mom. He's like, I totally agree. Like, you should ground me. But please don't do it this weekend. This is a once in a lifetime musical opportunity because they get backstage passes to this concert he wants to go to. And he is like, how about instead, just starting on Sunday, you ground me for the entire week instead of the weekend. And in the process of making this negotiation, he goes, all right. So I totally hear you, Lynette. And the mom's like, um, since when do you call me Lynette? And he goes, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to start a dialogue here. And she goes, you're 13. You don't dialogue. <laughs> that was funny. But, and then she did do, I don't know if this is an experience you have, but it's definitely an experience I had where the older sister is like, yeah, like she's trying to be on the parents' side. And the parents yeah. like not having it. They're like, back out. Yeah. It's not, you're not the parent. And that's why. And the, that's why the sister ends up getting grounded, too. Yeah, because she's, like, being too mean to her brother. I've been there. I've yeah. gotten in trouble for when my sister was in trouble and I was too mean to her about it. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, We did get some great, like, there's three siblings. They have a little brother named Taylor who's eight and a half. But the oldest oh. two, like, the 13 and 15-year-olds spend the most time together through the movie. And we get some great sibling banter. Back and forth. It reminded me a little bit of, like, of how we talked about Alex and Justin in the Wizards of Waverly Place movie. Yes. I was thinking that, but I was also thinking um, Violet and Dash from The Incredibles. <laughs> yes. Ooh, that's even better because it's the right ages. That's all I could think of. But it was so interesting because I thought they were so funny together and... Mm. The little I loved brother. How she kept being on the phone to her boyfriend like every ten minutes because they were supposed to have a date. She'd be like, "No, like I know it's ridiculous, but like you don't understand. My my brother believes in yeah. vampires." Yeah. Um, the little brother who is eight spends a lot of his time with the vampire hunter played by Lizzie McGuire's dad. Um, mm-hmm. and he was a hoot. Oh yes, he was oh, funny. Gosh. He was so funny. And there's part where they're, like, in the car and he's arguing with the vampire hunter about whether or not he, like, can come with him. He's like, no, you need to get out of my car and go home. And he's, like, very aware of what he's doing. And he goes, you can't just leave me on the streets. I'm eight. (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm glad that you said that because I didn't write that down. I just wrote down Taylor has guilt factor. And I couldn't remember what I was referencing. And it was definitely that. And then he, like, the vampire said something, that, and he was like, well, you're responsible for me now because I'm out of the house. Yeah, he's like, but it was responsible so for me. And it's like, you can't argue. The whole time, he's like, I'm eight. 
I'm eight. Like, you can't just leave me on the streets. I'm eight. And then in the final scene where they're confronting the vampire, he's like, what are you going to do? You're eight. And he goes, uh, I'm eight and a half. <laughs> As children are wont to do. Hilarious. Um, he also had a conversation with the vampire hunter that reminded me of a conversation I had with a seven or eight year old about a year ago in which I was accused of living with my mother, which I did live with my mother at the time. And I said, shut up. So do you. Um, yeah, because they're eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And he was like, oh, did your mom make this peanut butter and jelly sandwich? And he's like, no, I don't live with yeah. my mom. <laughs> That's so funny. I also love, speaking of their ages, um, they kept, I don't know, it was just relevant. One of my other notes I wrote down, which we missed an opportunity for our intro, Adam goes, mm -hmm. I'm 13. And then Dimitri says, and I'm a vampire. <laughs> which <that> could have <laughs> been our intro. I'm Lizzie and I'm 13. I'm Hannah and I'm a vampire. But, alas. Oh, man. Next, next time. Next um, vampire movie. The other, um, the only other really, um, well, actually, oh yeah, I did, I'm 13, I'm a vampire, and I just wrote, and I'm Iron Man, and it made me giggle to myself. Um, That's funny. There were a couple other lines that I just want to get through really quickly. One of them no is the older sister talking about, like, yeah, like, if a guy's trying to get you to like him, he's gonna do, he's gonna go wherever you want to go. And he's like, he's a vampire. She goes, I don't care if he's Frankenstein. Guys are all the same. And then they find out while they're on the date, the mom's like, I really feel like I've, like, connected with an old friend. Like, blah, blah, blah. And he, like, thinks oh, yeah. that she's talking about him. And she goes, no, I don't mean you. I mean me. Yeah, that was funny. And I was like, you go, girl. Yeah, you go. You go, Lynette. You... Yeah. Um, I, this there isn't was... really a line, but I just, what are your thoughts on the insult dweeb? Oh, big fan. I think we need to bring it back. It's very much of the, of its time, I feel. It, it brings me back to, like, Drake and Josh. I love dweeb. I love doofus. Um... Yeah, I like it. It makes me laugh. Um, the one other thing that, the uh, one other line is the one I bumped on. I was like, that is not good older sister representation. Because oh, okay. they get to this dance club and they have ridden their bikes there. And the 13 year old gets off the bike and goes to go inside to get the mom. And is like, mm -hmm. watch the bikes. And the older, like, in high school sister just, like, stays outside and does what he said and watches their bikes while he goes inside to get the mom and confront this vampire. And I said, uh, watch the bikes, my ass. Absolutely yeah. not. He was the alpha in the situation, which was, like, not totally believable. Yeah. Like, she would be... It was actually funny. One other line that I didn't write down, but I remembered. She, at one point, says, you know, if this happened next summer, we I could have driven us. And he's like, well, you're 15. Yeah. And that was funny. Oh, I was going to say, there was a lot of, like, kind of physical comedy things that were really funny. I, I wrote that down. I said, I know we don't love physical comedy, but, like, there was some funny stuff in particular, like, the final battle. Oh, so funny. <clears throat> the little brother, like, just keeps, instead of, like, stabbing the vampire with a stake, 
he just keeps like hitting him on the head with it. Yeah, it's very and then funny. um Malachi Van Helsing, the vampire hunter, just like throws him out the window and like shuts the door on his face and it works. Yeah, very funny. And then like very fast. There was some weird editing in this movie, like some weird slow motion at times and some weird speeding up. And in particular, I wrote yeah. down on one at one point, weird effects is Taylor on drugs because it was like showing the little boy walking through the town and like it was like acid behind him yes (laughs) and i was like did his mom like slip him a benadryl before she left yes there was also some i thought one of the like the really funny scenes for me in terms of physical comedy Mm there was a scene where they were in the restaurant where the date was happening and all the siblings are there and the vampire is like trying to convince them like, convince the little kid that he's not a vampire, and he's like, well, what do you want me to do? The spoon test? And he's like, what? What does that mean? And he's like, don't you know vampires, like, a vampire can't balance it, can't, like, hang a spoon off of his nose. Yeah, and that was funny. The 13-year-old is like, yeah, that's absolutely right. And so then the 8-year-old is like, okay, and so he does it. But just the way that was shot, and the editing of it, was very funny. And, like, made me chuckle during the course of it so that's the thing is dimitri the vampire um aka mr fran dresser that's her name right mr fran dresser yep um he like even though you know like from the beginning that he's a vampire because like not only is it the title of the movie but like in like the first 10 minutes you see him like turn into a bat yeah Still, he's, like, pretty charming. <laughs> like, in that scene with the spoon, I'm like, oh, like, he would be a good little stepdad until he tries yes. to kill them. Yeah. Um, another funny part is the very beginning when they send this email to him from this personal ad, it goes and shows his house, and there's, like, an old, like, computer from the 90s. Yeah. And it shows, like, you've got mail, and it's a super like heavy dark wooden desk with this computer on it and there's a coffin next to the desk (laughs) and the door like the lid of the coffin like just shoots open and he like reaches one hand over without looking and like clicks the mouse that was very funny like that was a very like well constructed shot because he didn't say anything but you were like oh it was a funny movie it was really funny. I liked another funny part, which was a little funny, a little concerning, was Taylor's babysitter. I just wrote bad babysitter. Yes. She was Very a, such bad. a bad babysitter. Tiffany, I think was her name. Something like that, yeah. Um, She was funny, and like she was on the phone with her friend the whole time, and just would be like, yeah, totally, yeah, totally. And then she's totally not at all phased by the fact that Taylor, like, goes outside and brings in a strange man and then leaves with the strange man. She's just yep. like, but you're supposed to be in bed. Yes. Oh, I would also like to say, because I'm looking at our thoughts from an actual child and thoughts from oh, yeah, a please friend. Share. Um, and they did, they both mentioned something that I think we need to touch on, which is Adam, the brother, the way that he gets this ticket is he has to essentially barter for it because by the time he like figures out how to be not grounded for the night the friend he was supposed to go with already gave the ticket away to someone else 
So he makes this deal with the kid who now has his ticket. Who's like he's like bully, by the way. His friend sucks. He's like in 10th grade. And he makes a deal with him and is like, if you give me that concert ticket, you, I will make sure that like, you can take my sister on a date. And he's, like, negotiating the terms of it. Like, you can, like, he's, like, well, I want to go to a scary movie and then, like, come back here for burgers and I have to get to kiss her at the end of the night. Yeah. And the brother's, I don't like that one. And he is, like, well, I guess you don't get the contract. And he's, like, fine. Then, like, yeah, you can do it. Very bad. Yeah. And then it catches up. And when they're going to the the Harvest Festival, like, the kid assumes that that's their date. Yeah, nope. And so and then, Adam doesn't even have the time to break it to his sister. Like, I was thinking, no. I had kind of forgotten, and I was like, oh, that'll be, like, our post credit scene. And she's like, Adam! Yeah. But no, it just happens right there. And then she storms off and is mad at him for approximately 30 seconds. And then he's like, we're family. And now we know what family means. And she's like, okay, T, but you're still a dweeb. Yeah. No, she was not nearly angry at him for... As long as she should have been, but that's okay. No. So, would you like some thoughts from an actual child? I would love thoughts from an actual child. So, the child says, I must say, this this decom has done me many a bamboozle. (laughs) Four out of five, minus one point for the sister selling, and at the end, the vamp- this is me paraphrasing for- the vampire is like, well, if I can't have your mom, like, your sister's too young to be my queen, but, like, she could be a vampire princess. And Maggie said that gave her a spook, so she didn't like that. But still a four out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then our friend said, my thoughts are, someone at Disney said, how do we scare kids out of talking to strangers on the internet, but not calling strangers on the phone and giving out their home address, and this film was born. Also, this film shows that people with great hair can be evil and moms can front rock bands. Also, don't treat your sister like cattle to be traded. The special effects in this film were fantastic in the sense that they made me laugh, and thus I am a fan. I also feel the story would have benefited from explaining the vampire lore in this universe as exposition, because vampires can't walk on water? What? It's like the writers heard every single random and obscure myth about vampires and were like, yep, add it to the plot. Like, big problems if you steal the coffin, no reflection, hates garlic, nighttime, don't like steaks, can walk up walls, super strong, has fangs, has to be invited into the house. And yet, these were all introduced during the plot, but not in a dramatic, fun reveal way, more in a like, oh yeah, everyone knows that about vampires. Oh my gosh, she has so many thoughts. She says, also, the vampire took his sweet time getting to the biting. Such a patient and well-mannered monster. Like, at most, we got an eye roll. And then a very slow, like, this is how she has spelled this out. I'm gonna eat you now. But generally, he's British. But generally speaking, a fun and fresh time for the whole family with a star-studded cast and some surprisingly funny moments. Plus, I liked that the mom was like, this is great because it reminded me how great I am, but TBH, I'm not that into you. That was very fun. My final thought was, why on earth was the babysitter so chill about Van Helsing showing up? And oh my word, what must she have done when the child snuck his way into a stranger's car and she noticed she lost the eight-year-old? She wasn't like, um, 
who the fuck is this grown-ass man you just called? And she just went, eh, it's bedtime. End scene. End scene. That was amazing. She touched on everything. And you know what? She was right about every single piece of it, so. She was. She said it all. Um, I suppose Maggie started us off. She gave it a four, four out of five. Lizzie, do you have a ranking? I do. Let me double check that I know what it is. I'm flying um, by the seat of my pants. I'm going to base mine on yours. I'm going to give this... Uh, oh, God. I'm going to give this a 3.8. <gasps> Amazing. There you go. I... I'm deciding between 3.5 and 3.75 because I think I like this better than all the Halloween towns. I might like it as much as I like my favorite Halloween town. Like, this might be my new favorite Halloween decom. Wow. Um, I love that. Well, to be fair, okay, so I ranked Invisible Sister a couple weeks ago with 3.75, but that's, like, not fully a Halloween decom. It just takes place on October 31st. Yeah. Um, but. This just makes me laugh so hard. I think I'm going to give this a 3.5, the same as Halloween Town 3, because I enjoy it. I would watch it every Halloween. Okay, love that. Yeah. I'm gonna, this is gonna make it into our Halloween rotation for sure. Definitely. Um, Hannah, do you have any more notes about this? I literally don't. Um, yeah, I have no other notes. The only other thing I wrote down that I didn't say is title reference, because at one point, Taylor says, Mom's on a date with a vampire! Or mom's got a date with a vampire, or whatever the freaking title is. And I was like, ooh, they said the title. I love that. That makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. I love it when they do that. Me too. I'm a simple gal. Mm -hmm. Doesn't take much to amuse me. Um, all right. Well then in that case, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been so much fun. We're keeping our October spooky theme um make sure that you go listen to Invisible Sister and Girl vs. Monster yeah and then next week we have a fun little uh what's it called when you do multiple movies in a row like a double feature uh, mar- a, double a double feature, feature. I think yeah we have a fun very double feature coming a very iconic set of decoms that I've never seen one of this is also in celebration because next week we will no longer have thoughts from an actual child. <gasps> oh my we'll God. have thoughts, thoughts from an actual new teenager. She'll be a teen. I mean, she's still a child until she's 18, but like, but she's a, but you know, she's, she's going to yeah. be a teen. She'll be no longer a, a tween, a preteen. But yeah, it's so crazy. And these are movies that we have watched um, that okay. she really loves. Oh, perfect. Well, it'll be a great birthday for her. It will be a great birthday. 
Um, make sure to please go follow us on Instagram at theslumberparty.pod. Recommend this to some vampires, some vampire hunters, and make sure you also recommend it to your mom. Um, yeah. Hannah, would you take us away? I'll take us away. Speaking of take us away, I think we should have, you know, pay our respects to Robbie Coltrane did pass away in between our recording sessions. Oh, yeah. Um, and we love him for being Hagrid and for being Gooby in Gooby, but like also for being Hagrid. And if you are a person who grew up really, um, really invested in Harry Potter, like we were, yes. and have had a little bit of maybe difficulty navigating your relationship with that particular book series and franchise in light of the fact that J.K. Rowling is um, a, a transphobe, um, you should consider listening to the Harry Potter and the Sacred Text podcast. They do some incredible character analyses of Hagrid in particular Ooh. and kind of have deemed ironically deemed him the patron saint of transitions because he is there with the characters as they're moving from every stage of their life which yeah and he's there with harry at the beginning and at the end very beautiful and robbie coltrane did a fantastic portrayal of the character so Mm -hmm. there you go yeah i'll take us away This has been the Slumber Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. This episode was edited by Hannah and collectively conceived of as a postgrad crisis by Lizzie and Hannah. This podcast has been distributed by Anchor, and we hope you join us again next week. Bye! Are you in frame? Yeah. I'm really rocking. You're not. <laughs> you are a vampire. You're not showing up. <laughs> no, I'm really rocking. Vampires can really rock. Maybe they can't. I don't know. Never met one. I don't know what to tell you here. <laughs>